You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 25. We are finishing the book of Genesis. We get to hear detailed blessings on Jacob's children. You get to find out who was naughty and who was nice. And at the end of it all, Joseph's brothers ask for forgiveness. But being the big brothers they are, even in their asking of forgiveness, they use a lie. They tell Joseph that Jacob's dying words were to demand his forgiveness of them. But that was a lie that their dead father cannot defend. So the question is, will Joseph see through their tricks again? We're also continuing in the New Testament in the book of Matthew. We find Jesus has his personal ATM machine, and that's through fish. Apparently, if you catch a certain fish that he tells you to catch, you open its mouth and there's money inside of it. How cool is that? And then Jesus answers some tough questions, like who is the greatest in God's kingdom? And should his followers be paying taxes? So it's a busy day in Capernaum. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Genesis chapter 49. Jacob blesses his son. Then Jacob called all his sons to him. He said, Gather round me so I can tell you what will happen in the future. Come together and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, my first son, you showed my strength. You were the first proof of my manhood. You were the most important and most powerful of my sons. But like a flood, you are out of control. So you will no longer be first. You had sex with your father's wife. You brought shame to my bed. Simeon and Levi are brothers who use their weapons to destroy things. I will not join their secret meetings. I will not take part in their evil plans. They have killed people out of anger and crippled animals for fun. I put a curse on them for having too much anger, so much anger that it makes them cruel, so they will not get any part of the land of Jacob. I will scatter them among the tribes of Israel. Judah, you will defeat your enemies, and your brothers will praise you. They will bow down to you. Judah, my son, you are like a young lion, that returns to its den after eating the animal it killed. Like a lion, Judah lies down to rest and no one is brave enough to disturb him. No one will take away Judah's authority. His descendants will hold the power to rule until the real king comes and all nations honor and obey him. Judah will have so many vineyards that he could let his animals feed on his best vines. He will have so much wine that he could use it for washing clothes. 
He will have so much wine to drink that his eyes will be red. He will drink so much milk that his teeth will be white. Zebulun will live near the sea. His sea coast will be a safe place for ships. His land will reach as far as Sidon. Issachar is like a strong donkey that lies down to rest with its load on both sides. He sees that this is a nice place to rest, a very pleasant place to stay. So he is willing to carry the heavy load and agrees to work as a slave. Dan will rule his own people the same as the larger tribes of Israel. His small tribe will be like a snake on the roadside, like a dangerous snake beside the path. It will strike a horse's heel and make the rider fall. Lord, I wait for you to save me. Gad will be attacked by robbers, but he will return the attack and chase them away. Asher will have plenty of fine food. His land will produce food fit for a king. Naphtali is like a deer running free, a doe with beautiful young fawns. Joseph is like a grapevine loaded with fruit, a healthy vine watered by a spring, spreading its branches out over a wall. The enemy attacked him, shooting their arrows and chasing him, but he aimed his bow well, and his arms were strong. His power came from the mighty God of Jacob, from the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Your help comes from the God, your father worship, from God all-powerful who blesses you. He will bless you with rain from the sky above and with springs from the earth below. He will bless your wives with many babies to nurse and your animals with many young ones. I, your father, have enjoyed greater blessings any of the blessings that come from the eternal mountains or the good things that come from the ancient hills. Joseph was made to be the leader of his brothers. So I place my hand on his head and pray that all my blessings will be his. Benjamin is like a hungry wolf. In the morning, he eats what he has killed. In the evening, he shares what is left. These are the sons who became the twelve tribes of Israel, and these were their father's last words to them. He had a message for each son that was right for him. Then Jacob told his sons what he wanted. He said, It is time for me to die and join my ancestors. I want to be buried with them in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite. That cave is in the field of Machpelah near Mamre in the land of Canaan. Abraham bought that field from Ephron to be a burial place. Abraham and his wife Sarah are buried in that cave. Isaac and his wife Rebekah are also buried there. And I buried my wife Leah there. Abraham bought that field and the cave in it from the Hittites. After Jacob finished talking to his sons, he lay back down on the bed and he took his last breath and joined his ancestors in death. Genesis chapter 50 
Joseph leaned over and hugged his father, crying for him and kissing him. Jacob's Burial Joseph commanded some servants who were doctors to prepare his father for burial. So these servants began preparing Jacob's body in their special way. This took 40 days, the usual amount of time needed. The Egyptians mourned for Jacob 70 days. After these days of mourning, Joseph spoke to Pharaoh's officers and said, Please tell this to Pharaoh. When my father was near death, I made a promise to him. I promised I would bury him in the tomb he prepared for himself in the land of Canaan. So please let me go and bury my father. Then I will come back here. Pharaoh answered, Keep your promise. Go and bury your father. So Joseph went to bury his father. All the king's officials, personal advisors, and all the older leaders of Egypt went with him. All the people in Joseph's family, his brothers and all the people in his father's family, went with him. They left only their children and livestock in the land of Goshen. So a large crowd of people went with him. There were even soldiers and chariots pulled by teams of horses. When they reached the threshing place at Atad near the Jordan River, they mourned Jacob's death, crying loudly for a long time. Joseph continued the funeral ceremony for seven days. When the people who lived in Canaan saw the funeral ceremony at the threshing place of Atad, they said, This is a time of great sorrow for those Egyptians. So now that place by the Jordan River is named Abel Mizraim. So Jacob's sons did what their father told them. They carried his body to Canaan and buried it in the cave in the field of Machpelah. This was the field near Mamre that Abraham bought from Ephron the Hittite to use as a burial place. After his father's burial, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all the people who had made the trip with them. After Jacob's death, Joseph's brothers said to each other, What if Joseph is still angry with us for all the bad things we did to him years ago? What if he wants to do something bad to us to pay us back for what we did? So the brothers sent this message to Joseph. Before your father died, he ordered us to tell you this. Your brothers were wrong to do such terrible things to you. Please forgive them for the evil things they did. So now, Joseph, we beg you to forgive us for the wrong things we did to you. We are servants of the same God your father worshipped. This message made Joseph very sad, and he cried. His brothers went to him and bowed down with their faces to the ground in front of him, and they said, We will be your servants. Then Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. I am not God. He is the only one who could do such things. It is true that you wanted to harm me, but God planned to use it for good, to save the lives of many people, and that is what is happening now. So don't be afraid. I will take care of you and your children. And so with these kind words, Joseph made his brothers feel better.
Joseph continued to live in Egypt with his father's family. He was 110 years old when he died. Before he died, his son Ephraim had children and grandchildren, and his son Manasseh had a son named Machir. Joseph accepted Machir's children as his own. When Joseph was near death, he said to his brothers, I will soon be gone, but I know God will take care of you. He will lead you out of this land of Egypt to the land he promised to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Joseph asked his brothers, the sons of Israel, to make a promise. Joseph said, Promise me with an oath that you will carry my bones with you when God comes and leads you to that land. Joseph died when he was 110 years old. There in Egypt, he prepared his body for burial and put it in a coffin. Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 to 27. Jesus frees a boy from an evil spirit. When Jesus and his followers went back to the people, a man came to Jesus and knelt down before him. The man said, Lord, be kind to my son. He suffers so much from the seizures he has. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your followers, but they could not heal him. Jesus answered, You people today have no faith. Your lives are so wrong. How long must I stay with you? How long must I continue to be patient with you? Bring the boy here. Jesus gave a strong command to the demon inside the boy. The demon came out and the boy was healed. Then the followers came to Jesus alone. They said, We tried to force the demon out of the boy, uh, but we could not. Why were we not able to make the demon go out? Jesus answered, You were not able to make the demon go out because your faith is too small. Believe me when I tell you, if your faith is only as big as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move. You will be able to do anything. Later, the followers met together in Galilee. Jesus said to them, the son of man will be handed over to the control of other men who will kill him. But on the third day, he will be raised from death. The followers are very sad to hear that Jesus would be killed. When Jesus and his followers came to Capernaum, the men who collect the two drachma temple tax came to Peter, and they asked, Does your teacher pay the temple tax? Peter answered, Yes, he does. Peter went into the house where Jesus was. Before Peter could speak, Jesus said to him, The kings on the earth get different kinds of taxes from people. But who are those who pay the taxes? Are they the king's own family? Or do other people pay the taxes? What do you think? Peter answered, Other people pay the taxes. Jesus said, Then, the king's family don't have to pay taxes. But we don't want to upset these tax collectors. So do this. Go to the lake and fish. When you catch the first fish, open its mouth. 
Inside its mouth, you will find a four drachma coin. Take that coin and give it to the tax collectors. That will pay the tax for you and me. Matthew 18, verses 1 through 9. About that time, the followers came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in God's kingdom? Jesus called a little child to come to him. He stood the child in front of the followers, and he said, The truth is, you must change your thinking and become like little children. If you don't do this, you will never enter God's kingdom. The greatest person in God's kingdom is the one who makes himself humble like this child. When you accept a little child like this as one who belongs to me, you accept me. If one of these little children believes in me and someone causes that child to sin, it will be very bad for that person. It would be better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck and be drowned in the deep sea. I feel sorry for the people in the world because of the things that make people sin. These things must happen, but it will be very bad for anyone who causes them to happen. If your hand or your foot makes you sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose part of your body and have eternal life than to have two hands and two feet and be thrown into the fire that burns forever. If your eye makes you sin, Take it out and throw it away. It is better for you to have only one eye and have eternal life than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Psalm chapter 15, a Psalm of David. Lord, who can enter your holy tent? Who can live on your holy mountain? Those who are free from blame do what is right and speak the truth from their hearts. Such people don't say bad things about others. They don't do things to hurt their neighbors. They don't tell shameful things about those close to them. They hate those who displease God and honor those who respect the Lord. If they make a promise to their neighbor, they do what they promise. If they loan money to someone, they do not charge them interest and they refuse to testify against an innocent person, even if someone offers them money to do it. Whoever lives like this will always stand strong. Thank you, everyone. That was day 25. Join us for day 26. We begin the book of Job, and I'll be giving a detailed introduction to Job. And if you've never heard of him, he's the guy who loses everything. And in the book of Matthew, Jesus continues to teach his followers and gives a story about forgiveness. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.